your girl Cubana Kiss, and welcome to, I don't even know what number episode it is, just know I'm actually doing this shit now. And today I have the owner and the CEO of South Central Finest Clothing, Jabari. What's up, Jabari? What's good? How you doing today? I am great. You know, it's 92 and sunny here in Chicago, even though y'all got like clouds and stuff in LA right now. Y'all about to say <laughs> sitting under the clouds like yeah. I, I'm not going to complain because it's, it's Chicago it's cold majority of the time of the year so I'm going to enjoy all this 90 degrees okay but <laughs> <For real. laughs> but Jabari let's talk about what South Central Finest Clothing is like where is it located and what is it so South Central's clothing is something that South Central's finest clothing is something I wanted to do for years, but I kind of started out letting life get in the way, you know what I mean? And um, now, uh, almost two years ago, I just said, forget it. I was on a FMLA for my second child and the government had furloughed us. And this is like the sixth furlough in seven years. and. I was like, forget it, you know what I mean? We gotta have, we gotta do something else. We gotta do something better. So started off with one design, one shirt. And what I wanted to represent was that the people that come from this neighborhood are not what they see on TV. It's not minister society all the time. It's not boys <laughs> in the hood all the time. It's there's educated people here that's trying to change the world. You know what I mean? And I also wanted to give different artists a platform to put their stuff out. It's from South Central LA. So I figured, you know, the best way to do that is I can bring my message to them and then let them put it on, you know, yeah. and we made it work. So wait, that's dope. So like what are, what type of artists are you working with? Right now I'm working with a cat, um, Nassim. That's his, that's his uh, tagger name, but his real name is Gabriel. Cool dude. He uh, used to be a tagger cruise back in the day and now he's a graphic designer by trade. And... Um, Met him through a couple of different channels. My girls, her friends, her, her friends, husband's friend. You know what I mean? Like, but it worked out in this. Um, right. You know, he gets what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? And um, I work with another guy from work. He's done a few things for me. You can tell us the difference between the two artworks I've put out. Everything graffiti is from my tagger guy. And then. I did like a black anime thing with my boy Mitchell from work. So, you know, I love the black anime situation. And I feel like social media has allowed um, black youth, especially because I feel like when we were younger, we all like watch Pokemon, right? And he's like, oh, we don't like Pokemon. But like the anime culture within our own culture wasn't as big. And I feel like now with social media, our youth, they're able to like kind of dive into it a little bit more and not feel ashamed of watching anime. So I think well, we cool. watched it. I was a grown man when I got into it, and really? I, I was with some college roommates, and they were watching it. And I was like, "What are y'all doing watching cartoons? Be eighteen, you know what I mean?" Like, and then we just—it's been a journey ever since. We've been watching it all the time. You know what I mean, now my my niece and nephew watching. Don't you love when they correct you? Like, it's not cartoons; it's anime, it's and I was anime. like. But ain't the definition of animation cartoon. But okay, if y'all right. say so. 
they they kind of savage about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is better than this. I don't know why you watching that. Like, yeah, it get like it gets so real. So, with South Central finest clothing, one of the things that I actually so I'm gonna, I'm gonna backtrack to the listeners real quick. So I actually oh. met Jabari via Instagram. Um, you know, us just trying to collaborate with people of color and make it where we can all support each other on Instagram. And to see that that's your vision and your goal and even your business is just amazing to me. And so I felt like I had to get you on the show. I was like, no, I got to get him here. <laughs> I appreciate it. But with that being said, how did you create that group, that camaraderie, that family atmosphere on Instagram out of all places? Well, it was, uh, uh, we had gotten tired of listening to people talk about the lack of opportunity and what we notice is that other communities can create their own ne- their own networks without no hassle no issue so i wanted to kind of dispel the notion that black people or minorities can't you know function together and network and promote each other's stuff like mm-hmm. my friend you know, with the high school nerdy jerks you know what i mean right search we got similar we sell streetwear you know what i mean so it doesn't matter it's enough money out here for everybody to get it doesn't matter if you cross promote or whatever you know what i'm saying it just we need to create our own opportunities yeah so that's why i started the network so we can create our own means of advertisement our own means of opportunities like what i'm trying to do you know next couple months so you know that's what it was and then we just started to find more and more people that want to be involved I think that's I think that's so dope. Um, the people that I've met through that through that family partnership have been amazing to me. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that we had people that did this and that and this too. So I do love it, and I love that there's like not a true competition there. It's just I want to see you win because I'm trying to win, and so yeah. I think that's amazing, especially in South Central because, like you said earlier, South Central get a bad rap. Yes, we do. All but the time. I've been to South Central. I've been to Inglewood. I've been to LA. And I want to say this much: California got some of the prettiest goddamn hoods I've ever seen in my life. We're yes, driving. They like you in Inglewood. Who? Who in Inglewood? I'm in Inglewood. I don't understand what's going on. I'm like, this is beautiful. I don't understand. It's not. See, people get the misconception like all of it is not bad, but when you get to the Get to the spots, man. They rough, like where I'm at right now with my mom house. It's rough. Up there. I feel you. I live in Inglewood now. Inglewood is like the suburbs, though. It's like it's it's uh, Black Hollywood is right next to Ladera Heights, so mm-hmm. it's not that bad. Right. I I definitely enjoy California. I can't wait to get back once the world semi gets back to normal because I don't feel like I'm going to be back to normal to like 2022, but that's just my personal opinion. But with the world being where it is currently, how is that affecting your business? Are you still able to sell your merchandise? Well, businesses, it's up and down. It's up and down already. That's just the natural business of it, but the COVID is even worse because if people aren't going anywhere, why are they buying clothes? They're not going to buy new shirts. They're not going to buy new, you know, whatever, because 
when we were in the house all day, and we're in how's it look? We're gonna be back in the house in a minute because our cases are getting outrageous. The bars are open, and people are getting you know it's the protest. It just yeah. yeah. So, but people are still buying the clothes that have messages. So, you know, like my Unity shirt, the one I have on mm-hmm. now, shirts like that, they sell. But the other stuff, not selling right now. Just mm-hmm. sitting there. Now let's talk about the shirts with the the merchandise with the messages and like what they represent. So let's actually talk about the shirts you currently have on and the shirt that's <laughs> right now like the is plastered on the social media account. So what was the inspiration behind this shirt and what does it say? All right, I can't read it right here. But. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Benjamin Franklin quote, and I found it that... Here, I got you, I got you, I got you. Justice will not be served until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are. I think that quote from Benjamin Franklin, which came hundreds of years ago, is very true right now, because we can't make the changes we need to make without other people who have been affected by it, also feel as pissed as we are about it. And I've noticed that when you go to the protest, it's like 70% white. When you get out there, if you want to keep it real, like, but just not, you know, you live in Chicago. You have a large Latin community out there too, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So our Latino community, it's a little contentious out here between the Blacks and the Latinos at times. So right. we need them to understand that, you know, our issues affect you too. Our issues have always affected you from the Civil Rights Act all the way down. Yep. So when things like this happen, we need your support and, and vice versa. When yeah. we see uh get killed or something in the street, we need to do the same thing. But that's that's it. We need we can't just do this on our own. And if we can't just march and protest, we need action. You know what I mean? Listen, I was actually listening. I'm a Nipsey Hussle fan. And um, I was listening to Nipsey earlier, and now the song, of course, the song title would slip my head. But he's right. in the song. No, it's called Fuck Donald Trump. I think it's with YG. And um, in the song, he says, you know, I'm from L.A., home of the Rodney King riots. We don't give a fuck. And so when Minnesota or Minneapolis yeah. set shit on fire, I was like, oh, okay, they put it right. in LA. You know, like, cool. Right. But then to be watching it, because now I have a kid, right? So I can't be in the midst of what I want to be in the midst of. I have to think, I have to think broader and farther than that. Um yeah. actually sitting here and seeing where we are, it was eerily reminiscent of the Rodney King riots. Like yeah. just how pissed off. The entire world is not just LA. It's Chicago. It's Indiana. You know, it's Indiana. It's all of these other cities across the world, right. and then to see it hit overseas, Australia, all these other places. Crazy, right? Damn. Yeah. Y'all feel me? And so, right. To to piggyback off what you said, obviously I'm Afro-Cubana. I don't speak a lick of Spanish, but I claim my heritage all day long. I'm Black and Cuban, and. Mm. In Chicago, there was a huge, there was a huge divide at some point where the Hispanic community was protecting their community 
But in the sense of protecting mm-hmm. your community, it became a war between Latinx and the Blacks. And Sorry. yeah, it, it can't be like that. We have to be united because at the end of the day, some of our Latin brothers and sisters can pass for white and some of them darker than both me and you combined. And so they need to understand that we need them just as much as they need us. And so for right. us to, to move further in our careers and, and to get things accomplished with this systematic racism, we need each other. Absolutely. But I really enjoy, what'd you say? No, it's just hard to get that message across because everybody's in their own space and worry about their own, you know, current issues. It's just, yeah. you understand our issues intertwine. Yeah. Don't and, have and some of it. You understand that we, you know, exactly, you know what I mean? We'll be in the game. <laughs> we'll see how that works out in the next couple of years. That's so. <laughs> so, as a small business, what are some things that you heard or thought that you were going to experience when setting on, you know, getting yourself into this entrepreneurship that did not happen at all? Nothing, because I didn't have that big of a, uh, I just dove in, so I didn't think I was going to succeed. I mean, that sounds terrible to say at first, but. I didn't think, you know, most companies don't make it in the first couple years. So I didn't know where I was going to end up. And in the beginning, I made a lot of mistakes that I had to go back in and change. And I still don't have my website because I bought it from the wrong company and I got to wait until they release it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to be kind of prepared to make those, to make, you know, mistakes all the time. You know what I mean? Right. It's just the things that come up. But you get better at the game as you continue. Like even with the designs, like you start to notice who buying what, you know, what do you, what should I change? You know what I mean? Am I making a design large enough for a shirt? What's the new trend? And so as you fail in the beginning, you start picking up more and more, you know, experience and more gaming. So, you know, and then, um, you know, when you finally start to get a real flow for like, you know, you start seeing your sales come in consistently month to month, even though it's, you know, like I said, it's like a roller coaster, but once you start seeing the consistency, it's like, yo, I made all those mistakes in the beginning, but I cleaned it up, so I'm, yep. I'm good now. So I didn't really have a lot of a lot of expectations or any, um, you know, I, I just didn't, I didn't see where it was gonna go. I was just jumping in, you know, head first to see what I could do with it, you know what I mean? I think so, that's so dope. Yeah. I, um... Obviously, I'm a I'm a um, I'm a podcaster, right? And I started off as at radio broadcasting, but to see people take that jump, like, oh, you know what? Fuck all this stuff. I'm about to quit my job. I'm about to start my business. I'll be like, wait, huh? Like, I I admire people like that because though I have faith in my craft and I have faith in what I do, I have faith in God, but I, my fears. My fears do not allow me to do certain things like that. So when I interview my entrepreneur people, I be like, look, go ahead, because I couldn't do it. It's one of the scariest things to have, like, because I had quit my job not too long after I started the business. It was one of those things, not to sell shirts alone, but mm-hmm. 
I did seven, eight years in the government. I was just tired of working for incompetent people. So, you know, we just made a decision. I started working on my own, doing my own stuff. It was the scariest thing ever because you still got a family to take care of. And I mean, we're doing it together. My, my woman, she good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Finance and all that, but it's still, you know, you got to help contribute your part. You want to make sure you're on top of it. And I'm still trying to sell shirts on the side. And I children, you know what I mean? Like, it could get a little overwhelming, you know what I mean? And yeah. You just got to stay with it as long as as long as you want it, you know what I mean? You got to keep the fire. That's that's the whole thing is to keep the the motivation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because all those other lives, life will beat you down. <laughs> it will. If life you will. let it, it definitely will. Um, so, Jabari, if we want to purchase these dope-ass shirts, how do we get in contact with you? All right. So, yeah. Best thing to do is check me on Instagram and then check out designs, check out what I got going on. And if you see something you like, you got to go to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash South Central's Finest Clothing. Got and you. Then, so, what we going to do? What's your Instagram again? South Central's Finest Clothing. All together. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. So, no matter where you're listening to this, the link to South Central Finance Clothing will be in the description. If you're watching this on YouTube, just check down below. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Thank you so much, Jabari. I really appreciate you coming no, no. on. I appreciate it. I was super nervous, too. <laughs> Don't be nervous. I told you this is lit. Like, Girl, very much so. I appreciate it. Yeah. So y'all stay tuned and I'll be right back. Whoop Quarantine is still going on, honey. And guess what? Those kids still getting on your nerves, child. So why not take yourself on over to funcubed.com and order you and those kids a fun yet educational activity to do while you're still in quarantine. Listen, I understand. The world is slowly opening back up, but it's not all the way open yet. And those kids still need to learn stuff through the summer and still need to keep busy. So go ahead, go to funcubed.com and tell them Cubana sent you. Shout out to Jabari from South Central Finest Clothing for coming through the podcast, dropping some gems and telling you where you can get those dope graphic tees okay now you already know what time it is it's definitely time for hot topics and baby is it a lot of them so we're gonna start with dr dre chat dr dre and his wife nicole have been together for 24 years 24 years they've been together for y'all i'm 31 okay They've been together just as long as I've almost been alive. And now they are going through a divorce. Um, But the gag is they ain't got no prenup. Not a one. Not a lick. Not even a little bit of a contract. Not a if you do this, I still get the key. Nothing. Okay? Listen, y'all. He's worth like eight hundred million dollars or something like that so this will be interesting as fuck like we know um t 
Typically, you get half, ain't they no prenup. This shit, we gonna have to watch this in the news and see how this shit play out. But she definitely filed for divorce. Um, this shit, $800 million, G. All I need is like 50K. <laughs> I'll be okay, okay? But $800 million? Good goddamn child. In other news, listen. If B. Simone don't keep her ass out the fucking news, I'm going to go crazy. This is like the third week in a row I've had something to say about B. Simone. B. Simone has some comments about the LGBT community and some skits that she did. You done swiped up on a tranny. For <laughs> real? Like, like, yes, yeah. and you won't know until you're in the bedroom with them. Bitch, I would know. Well, I guess you're right. I mean, but I Atlanta also have watched... Atlanta is just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta, you would have Which to I have nothing against the LGBT lettuce bacon tomato community. <laughs> but I love all y'all. One of my best friends is a tranny, but she's honest and open. Like, yeah, y'all, no, in it's Atlanta, the DL stuff. It's the, it's the DL, DL stuff, stuff that's the problem. That is the huge problem. I was problem. actually going to just say, like, guys. now that, like, does it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the DL. It's the yeah, DL. Yeah, it's thing. not a problem. And now they're trying to cancel her for that. I'm not sure what's going on and why we're trying to cancel B. Simone for every single thing, but. I feel like she's going through some shit like Kevin Hart went through. Remember when he had some shit resurfaced? He had already apologized for it and it resurfaced again. I feel like she's in that mode. So, you know, we gonna pray for we gonna pray for B. Simone and hopefully this shit die down and she get her ass out the fucking news for horrible things. But I guess all news is good news or all news is good publicity or some shit they be telling you. Now, I already know. Listen, y'all already didn't hear the video, probably, but we're going to go ahead and play this snippet from the August Alcina and Angela Yee interview. So go ahead and listen to this. I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they've spoken on several times and it, you know, not involving romanticism, mm -hmm. he gave me his blessing. And I, I totally gave myself to that relationship for years of my life, you know? And I truly and really, really deeply loved and have a ton of love for her. Um, I, I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it. So much so to the point that I can die right now and be okay with knowing that I truly gave myself to somebody. Right, you did the right thing. And I really loved a person. I experienced that. Now, the the thing about this is we've always had the rumor that Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith were swingers. They denied it. They've done interviews about it. They don't understand why it's being said, blah, 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 blah. But that's been a rumor since I was a child. So, I'm not sure where it's coming from. If they say it, it's not true, it's not true. But now, August Alcina is saying, hold on, I loved you. I loved you, Jada. We was in a relationship for up to 10 amount of years. And now, I'm telling the world. And I had Will Smith's blessing to fuck you. And I'm sitting here like, <laughs> what? <laughs> because... That was so much for me to comprehend. I'm so confused. 
Because how the hell do you give your blessing for someone to fuck your wife? I don't understand. You know what? Let me go back. Because I actually watched The Red Table and it was on one of them episodes that they was like, they don't even call themselves like a marriage anymore or some shit. They say they're like lifetime partners or I don't know what the fuck it is. But this is weird to me because it's it's foreign to me because I don't look at marriage in that sense. I know there's different types of relationships. I know there's different things for different people. But they are denying it. And by they, I mean Jada and Will. What? I ain't giving no blessing. What? I ain't had no relationship with this man. They pulled a, a Kiki Palmer child. Hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. Listen. Okay, because this that's a lot, y'all. I'll just I'm gonna stand by his truth. He said, listen, I don't care what Jada telling y'all, I'm telling y'all it happened. But this is, from my understanding, pissing a lot of men off. They like a August heathen. He violated man code. You ain't supposed to say shit. You're supposed to keep that between you and her. Blah blah blah. If the tables were turned, y'all been the eight wheel ass up. I'm not sure if we would have eight wheel up only because we've had the rumor about them being swingers for so long. Why would we eat them up? This makes no sense. Listen, I don't know. This shit interesting. We gonna keep a watch on this story. I really do feel like it's a publicity stunt. All I've seen the album is out now. That shit dope. Make sure y'all still did that. But also, I feel like people wasn't really watching the Red Table for real anymore. And so now it's just like this kind of benefits both. Because now Jada Pinkett Smith is that there's some healing that needs to be done. And she's going to bring herself to the Red Table. We're going to see. We're going to see. Push her. So, as y'all know, COVID definitely put a, a, a halt to everything that we had going on. Um, as far as summer plans. As far as sports. Um, and as far as sports is concerned, everything seems to be coming back. Um, basketball is in full effect and will be coming back with playoffs. They've like selected eight teams or some shit like that. So I think this will be interesting. I think people need the sports. Um, baseball seems like they finally may have agreed to a contract with their union. Let me tell you something. If I'm ever, 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 ever in a union again, I need it to be as strong as the goddamn Major League Baseball Union. They play no fucking games with, with their players, okay? They do not play. They be like, I'm sorry, Commissioner, who I did what? <laughs> You're going to pay them this amount. They're going to play this many games. And that's your fault that this didn't do it. Like, they go hard for baseball. And I'm just saying, I just want to be in something that go hard like that for me, <laughs> okay? But talking about going hard. Uh, Chrissy Teigen had her breast implants removed. So Chrissy Teigen, for those who like live on her rock, is um, a supermodel who's also married to John Legend. And they are hilarious. Um, but she had her breast implants removed and showed them off, baby, when she got a really bad sunburn. And it looks really good. I don't feel like she ever needed breast implants. She looked, she was like top heavy and weird. You know, she got like a, a funny little square shape. So now she got these big ass titties sitting up in her face. So, you know, that's how that goes. <laughs> so shout out to her for that, okay? And, but child, 
Talk about going hard for you. Now, Jeffrey Epstein, y'all know who he is, right? So he was the one who was arrested due to the string of sexual assault. Very similar, but different from the R. Kelly situation. We had a lot of young girls that he was pretty much, you know, he sexually assaulted them. Had them doing weird shit at very young ages. Telling them they was going to get massages, all kinds of shit. But he had a partner in crime. Um, and I'm going to fuck her name up, but Jaslaine Maxwell was his, his right-hand man. That was his home to the dirt. To the world blow up. And what happened was, so when she, when they were doing the investigation, it came out that she was like pretty much the fucking recruiter. Like, oh, I got an opportunity for you. Let me show you how we can help you. And she was like luring these girls in. And so during the investigation, people was kind of like, well, Jeffrey Epstein got arrested. Why the fuck she didn't get arrested? But then when Jeffrey was getting ready to talk, he mysteriously got killed. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't think that nigga committed suicide. I think he got killed. With a T. But um, now they have arrested um, Jesslaine Maxwell. And apparently she's getting ready to name motherfucking names. And if you don't know how important that is, let me tell you. She about to name names in the sense of who was at that island, when they was at that island, who, what they was doing at that island. Bitch, it's about to be lit. Let me tell you. First of all, we know for a fact Bill Clinton was there. We know for a fact Trump was there because he was listed on the um on the on the legal documents when they sued Jeffrey. They sued Jeffrey Epstein and they sued Donald Trump. Okay, I mean the list literally goes on as far as the men in Hollywood. That's why I really feel like Jeffrey got killed because he knew too much. He was way too powerful. He had way too much information. So now that shit is really hitting the fan and the victims have come forward for Jeffrey, it's victims also coming forward in, um, with this whole thing with Ms. Maxwell. So it's women coming forward saying that she raped them. It's women coming forward like, no, you know, I told her I did not want to do this and she held me down. I mean, it's all kinds of shit. It's about to get real. Okay, so I'm going to be watching this case just like I was watching Jeffrey Epstein case because who child? All I'm going to say is Hot Topics is sizzling this week, okay? But y'all already know what to do. If you're liking this on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also, hit that notification bell so you don't miss me or my podcast episodes, okay? You can also follow your girl at Cubana Kiss on everything, okay? That's Cubana Kiss on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. I got you. I'll be there waiting on you. Okay. Until then, y'all. TTYL. Mwah.